This is Health Yeah, your weekly update on what's going on in the health, wellness, and medical world with Monica Robbins. Hey everyone, welcome to Health Yeah, your prescription for clear, concise medical health and wellness info. I know many of you may be wondering what's going to happen this fall. Now that the Delta variant is becoming the predominant strain, not only here in Ohio, but across the country, will masks once again be necessary? What will happen when kids go back to school? What about flu season? To help me answer these questions, we're talking to infectious disease specialist, Dr. Susan Reem from Cleveland Clinic. Thank you so much for doing this because you are always a wealth of information. Thanks so much for having me. So what is your concern about this fall? What are you anticipating we're going to see? I think it's going to be a busy fall as far as respiratory viruses are concerned. In addition to COVID, uh, I think that we're going to see more flu than we have last year. And we're already beginning to see other respiratory viruses already. And it really all is related to the fact that we're not wearing masks as much right now. Do you think that's going to change? Do you think, do you see another mask mandate in the future? That's a kind of charged question. I think there are even legislation around things like that and so on. But speaking from the public health standpoint, and I'll say from my individual standpoint, I have enjoyed not having colds and, and not having a lot of flu. And so I think on a personal level, I am going to be very um, liberal with my use of masks. I, I continue to mask when I go into public places. And in, I, I don't usually wear it outdoors, but when I'm indoors, I wear a mask. And of course we wear it at work all the time. Uh, I hope that other people will uh, see the benefits of mask wearing uh, and, and know that one can choose to wear a mask based on the situation and the, the perceived risk. That's what I would think maybe in public when you're around a lot of people, because can you, can you talk about, even though our vaccines are 95% effective, they're not 100% and Delta is a different kind of variant, right? Yes. And, and I'll clarify too that, that I'm continuing my mask wearing not only for COVID, but for all these other viruses as well. So um, yes, our, our vaccines are 95% effective against COVID. There has never been a vaccine as effective as these are. Uh, I, I don't wanna lose sight of that. And for those people who do get Sick despite having been vaccinated, their illness only very rarely results in serious uh, events that would uh, put them in a hospital. It's still a, a great thing and it's not 100%. So by wearing a mask, you can reduce the risk of getting COVID even though you've been vaccinated as well as protecting yourself against influenza and other respiratory viruses. I think it's also important because little kids right now still can't get vaccinated. So I know a lot of uh, moms I work with who have little kids, they're wearing masks, even though they've been fully vaccinated. Is that just common sense or just good advice? It's something that I think makes a lot of sense. And um, again, uh, not only for COVID, but with these other viruses and, and with uh, 
kids going to camps, uh, kids soon to be going to school as well, there are going to be viruses circulating this fall. There always are. Whenever people are together in a space, uh, respiratory viruses circulate. So it makes sense to do everything we can to try to prevent the spread of viruses from person to person. I know there's there was a lot of confusion about the American Academy of Pediatrics coming out saying that kids should wear masks and CDC saying not so much. Just from a public health standpoint, safety standpoint, what's your best advice to parents? It has amazed me how well kids adhere to mask wearing. Uh, you know, that uh, even little kids seem to just do it without too much issue or, or problem. And, and I think that for us to continue our education of our children about public health measures, it makes perfect sense to have them continue to mask in situations where they're face-to-face -face with people and there might be some spread of viruses. Do you have any indication of, I, I'm getting asked this a lot for, um, you know, two to 11 year olds when they may be able to get vaccinated. Um, any feel, I'm hearing Thanksgiving maybe, any idea when that may, parents can start getting their little ones vaccinated? Uh, the, the clinical trials are well underway for the two to 11 year old population. And I have heard that toward the end of the year, they're hopeful that there will be an answer and hopefully a favorable answer in terms of use of vaccines in the younger age group. Will that make a huge difference, do you think, in just respiratory spread? Or is it just, you know, adults are just as at fault for spreading as, as kids? Based on our experience every year with kids going to school and adults getting respiratory illnesses from, from kids, I think it is really important to have a vaccine to offer to the younger age group as well. I think that will make a difference for all of us. A lot of people say, well, we didn't have a flu season because flu really wasn't around last year, but that's not necessarily true, right? Was it masks that kept it, kept it at bay? It's a, it's a complex dissection of this question because I think that, you know, the worldwide epidemics of influenza that we get every year go from hemisphere to hemisphere, and they really never got started. So there wasn't a lot of viruses, virus circulating to begin with. And the masks impacted the, that little bit of virus that was circulating. So I, I think it was probably both. And I'll, I'll mention that uh, we had a record-breaking uptake in influenza vaccination last year. Uh, there were more people than ever took influenza vaccine, which was fabulous. Your thoughts now, what are we seeing in the Southern hemisphere that could translate to what we may deal with come fall and winter? I think there are a couple things that um, the, the data are just beginning to come out from the Southern hemisphere. So I don't have updates on that in particular. However, I, I, I believe that they will. We have, to, we have to assume that there will be more virus circulating than there was last year. And um, we know that there is already 
other respiratory viruses circulating. Uh, for example, respiratory syncytial virus or RSV, uh, which is a, a common respiratory virus that both children and adults can get. Even uh, back in May, there were outbreaks that were being reported in the Southern United States, and that's also spread throughout the United States. So we know that as masks have gone off, or have come off rather, that we've had increased respiratory viruses, and we have to assume that influenza will be among those this year. Doesn't it surprise you though that we're, it seems we're seeing more respiratory viruses in the summer, which from my recollection, we don't usually see. It's usually always in the fall and the winter that we see the, the RSV cases spiking. Um, is it just because the masks or are we just set behind because we were so preventative last year? I think it's a combination of both. I, I, I think certainly the mask uh, being used less frequently is, is a big part of it. Uh, and we've always had viruses in the summer, uh, uh, but you're right, the, the accentuation comes in the fall when people are face to face. You know, I wrote down three things that I wanted people to know about the upcoming respiratory virus season. One is masks, we've talked about that. And with that comes the, you know, paying attention to distancing and things like that. Number two is hand washing. Number three is vaccinations. So if you haven't gotten COVID vaccination already, get it now. And influenza vaccination this year is gonna be very, very important again. There's some theory that uh, influenza immunity may be a little bit lower among everyone right now because there weren't people who got the natural infection last year. And we know that the immunity to influenza that you get from the vaccine wears off after uh, about a year or so. so. So our susceptibility to influenza is going to be at baseline or maybe even a little higher as a population this year than it has been in past years. So that was one of the things everyone was concerned about last year was those comorbidities and, and also getting COVID and flu at the same time. And are you thinking that that's more possible this year than it was last? Thanks for asking. No, I, I, I do not think that, that getting both together is more likely than it was last year. But I am uh, trying to imply that because we haven't had recent exposure to flu and because our vaccines have worn off, that our susceptibility to flu may be a little bit higher. But let, and let me go back to your, your premise of your question. Is it possible to have more than one respiratory virus at a time? Yes, but it's uncommon. And the only way to know that is through testing. Is it, are people who have already low compromised immune systems more at risk for that type of thing? Or is it anybody could get it? Anybody can. And um, I think we're probably more aware when an, a person who has impaired immunity gets ill. So with that, that group is probably studied a little better. But, but the reality is, for someone who has serious immune, immune problems, when they get any respiratory virus, of course, it's, it's something that hits them harder than the general population. Northeast Ohio has a pretty good vaccination rate compared to the rest of the state. 
Do you think that'll keep us in a bubble, at least where COVID or Delta is concerned? I hope that that would be true, but the reality is that we can't depend on that because nobody is staying within their county lines. You know, we're all back and forth all the time. We leave, we leave the county, people from outside the county come in. I am so thrilled that the vaccination rate is high here and I hope that we'll, it will continue to rise. But I don't find that particularly reassuring on a day-to-day -day basis. Are you saying like brace yourselves? One thing about influenza, and I'll say this is true for most respiratory viruses, is that they are predictably unpredictable. Uh, and so I think we have to do everything we can to prepare and to prevent so that we can ameliorate or, or pre prevent the worst things in terms of how we are all prepared. Um, we don't know how it's gonna be. And we don't know how people are gonna behave, you know, with or without any mandates. If a lot of people start wearing masks all the time, that's gonna impact the rates of all the respiratory viruses uh, in, a, in a good way. Um, so the more people who mask, uh, the less, of the chance we will have of having a bad respiratory virus season. But, but I will say that it's, it's really not easily, easily possible to determine which respiratory virus somebody has based on their symptoms. Yeah, that was my next question. How do you tell the difference? And should people continue to go get tested if they think they may have been exposed to COVID, even if they've been vaccinated? I would err on the side of testing overall. Having said that, it, it depends to a certain extent on how ill the person is and what their overall state of health is. If uh, the person has a number of other health conditions or has immune problems and has a respiratory illness, I would have a pretty low threshold for testing that individual, regardless of their vaccination status. If the person is young and healthy, they have minor symptoms and so on, it, testing is probably not gonna make a huge difference except for contact tracing and that type of thing. So um, it's a nuanced answer. Uh, I will suspect that, that many places will be testing for more than one virus at a time. I have not heard of specific plans uh, currently to do that, but um, that is a, a decision that microbiology labs and institutions will be making in the next few weeks and months as to whether they're going to test for individual uh, viruses or whether they're going to do a combination test that would find uh, the potential for many at one time. Does Delta have different symptoms compared to Alpha and you know, all the other variants we've seen so far? The Delta variant of, of COVID, uh, to my knowledge, doesn't have tremendously different symptoms that I've heard. I hope that people will, um, having had the experience we've had in the past year, uh, be willing to uh, wear the mask as much as is possible 
for them and much as as much as is comfortable for them, not only for themselves, but for the, the people around them. And uh, I think that one of the real benefits is that by wearing masks will reduce the chances of getting any respiratory virus, but be it COVID, influenza, or any of the other respiratory viruses that disrupt our lives. Dr. Rehm, as always, you are just a wealth of information. Thank you so much. Thank you. Great to talk with you. Please find me on Twitter and Instagram at Monica Robbins. Catch up on health news and future podcasts on my Facebook page, Monica Robbins WKYC. Video podcasts are uploaded to my YouTube channel. Just search Monica Robbins and please subscribe too. Keep up to date on all of your new sports and weather on WKYC.com and the WKYC YouTube channel. And please follow the WKYC social media accounts as well. Random acts of kindness are good for your soul. Practice them daily. I'm Monica Robbins. Until next time, have a healthy week. Thanks for listening to Health Yeah! with Monica Robbins from WKYC Studios. Subscribe now so you never miss an update. And find more on everything you heard here on WKYC.com and on the WKYC app.